Thank you for listening to Hump Day Brunch Podcast. We hope this podcast helps you grow and bring out the best version of you. Happy listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Ciao. Hi, this is Vida. Thank you so much for listening to Hump Day Brunch Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Loka. Hi, Loka. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Well, um, lately, these past few days, I haven't been feeling, I don't know, I a little disappointed in, 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 in humans lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to be disappointed of, but anything in particular? Well, yes, uh, I don't, I, I really didn't want to go into too much into politics on this podcast, but what's been happening in the news with the kids, the kids that have been um, separated from their parents, you know, the kid, the immigrants that have come from uh, Central America, yeah, you know, up to the United States and then separated at the border um, and then sent to, you know, different parts of the country. And, and for, from what I learned is that a lot of them haven't been, you know, properly registered to, you know, to know who their parents are. So let's say, you know, the president wants them to be uh, uh, reunited with their parents. It's not going to be an easy process because initially they didn't do it correctly you know they just kind of took the kids and the parents separated them and then that's it oh you know? wow, i didn't know that yeah it, it, it's sad you know i and and oh. then you see and, and then you see in the news and the conditions that the kids and 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 the parents and at least for me it's very difficult to talk to talk to anyone about this because i came to this country as an immigrant illegally as a child when I was two years old and see, I didn't know I was illegal. I didn't know what that was. And, and when I came to this country, um, I came to a part of LA where, you know, majority, the majority of the people there were either Mexican American or, you know, Latinos, Hispanics. So I didn't, I didn't feel any rejection. I didn't feel any, any difference, you know, because everyone around me was, you know, like me, you know, they either spoke Spanish or spoke English or spoke Spanglish, you know? Um, So, you know, I didn't feel any discrimination and any, any, any type of discrimination because that's, you know, the majority of the people, like I said, were Hispanic or Latino. So, but then it made me think, you know, I could have been in their, in their shoes, you know, and how would I, how would it turn out, you know, but thankfully, you know, in, in the eighties, you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, passed the amnesty law. And then, so my parents and I were, were able to get, you know, our documents so we could be, you know, permanent residents. And now I'm a, a, a citizen yeah. of the U S but congratulations. Thank you. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just made me realize, you know, how fortunate I am to be a citizen and, and, and now being able to vote and, and, and speak for those that are unable to. And, and 
and it breaks my heart to see those kids in those conditions and, and, and the families being separated like that. And I cannot wait to vote and let them know how I feel. And I have no problem calling congressmen and, or congresswomen to, you know, to let them know how I feel. And I think a lot of people should do that, especially if you're a, a citizen of the United States, you know, um, this is a great country, you know, they, the U S has provided, you know, provided my family with a, a lot of opportunity and my parents, you know, told me, Mika, you, you know, you're, you're going to get educated here. You know, you're going to, um, yeah, free education, first of all, right. Free yeah. education. Um, you're going to have a good job. You can have a career, but please give back to this country, you know, don't take, you always have to give back. Um, and that's what I've been doing. You know, I, I graduated from college, you know, I, I, I've been giving back since I graduated, you know, I'm a social worker um, and I'm not ashamed, you know, and I'm not, I don't do it for the pay. Obviously <laughs> we, we obviously, know social yes. <laughs> don't make a lot of money, but I do it because, you know, the government has been there for me to provide us with education, with the resources we need to better ourselves. And I want to be able to help those in need. Um, and I really hope that people do, you know, express themselves and, 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 and express their voices and, and, and concerns about what's going on with these kids and, and with the families. And I hope that, you know, the senators or representatives, you know, um, do something about this because this is, I, I, I can't, I can't, it's so sad to see them in those conditions and it's so inhumane and it breaks my heart. It, it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see the news uh, and, and I'm stuttering right now because I, I just can't believe this is happening. You know, you, you think about this is a very emotional subject for you. I'm trying, like, I'm really trying not to cry. <laughs> I'm you trying not to, to cry. Right on ahead. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to cry because I know this country could do better. And I don't want the history to repeat it, repeat itself like it did, you know, when, the, you know, the Japanese Americans, when, you know, World War II happened, you know, put them in, in those internment camps. It's like, I, it's like, I feel like it's re history is repeating itself. And it's so sad. We never thought this would happen. It is. And, and, it's and here we are. We saw it happen to others during World War II. Like you said, you know, not only were we seeing the Germans do it, we were doing it ourselves. Well, not ourselves, but the U.S. was doing it too, you know. And it's, do you think we would have learned? <laughs> and I, I, I don't understand what's, you know, What's so, what's so hard about keeping families together? Yeah, okay, yes, they came here. They're looking, you know, they asked for asylum. You know, there's a process, right? There's a process. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't believe there was a need for them to be separated like that. No. Like, you know, there was no need. I, I don't know what they were thinking. What, what they get out of it, I don't know. Well, let I don't me know. ask a few questions because I have not been a keeping up with the news ever since this fool got elected. Um, <laughs> there was only so much idiotic, you know, idiocy that I can take. And honestly, <laughs> um, 
it got to the point where I couldn't believe anything in the news. Not because I thought it was fake news, but because I couldn't believe that this was happening in this country. Um, a man who, by all accounts and purposes, um, seems to want to set himself up to be a dictator, in my opinion. And, you know, I just... <sighs> you know what it's sad is like a dictator on par with Kim Jong-un and it, that's sad for me because I just think it's it's ridiculous you know this is supposed to be the land of the free and he wants military parades and you know and he wants all news about him to be good and you know at this point I just think you know he's, he's got to be trolling us you know this, this can't be serious and I, I just couldn't take it anymore <laughs> you know um, so I, I and it's probably not the best thing to have done I, I'll because voting is important, like you said, and I really do have to get out there and vote, and I will. I usually do, but uh, it's just the things that are happening are hard to believe are actually happening. I feel like I'm living in a movie or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but That's so what can you please like. just go ahead and explain a little bit of what's going on? So these, these immigrants came in as families, and um, – they were being separated the kids are being separated from their family is there any particular reason why that they're giving or for no. processing or what they're just kind of willy-nilly separating people yeah pretty willy-nilly and and that's the frustrating part is like why they could keep the families together and 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 have them go through the process whatever and is they're that not they're registering at. the people as families either no, they're just kind of sending the parents to one part of the country and the, and the kids are other parts of the country. And even now with the, they want it, they want to, you know, unite them, but uh -huh. they're having a hard time locating their parents. Oh my gosh. So I, I, you know, they were just rushing. It seemed, they were expecting these people, right? Obviously they've been, you know, from from weeks back they've been you know it was been in news that oh there's like you know a caravan of people coming to the u.s you know ready to ask for asylum because you know whatever countries are coming from you know they were either um you know they were threatened by their government or gang violence uh, whatever you know situation they were coming here to ask for asylum and to be processed but you know all the U.S. could say is, you know, we we can't accept you, um, and then just kind of, you know, separate the families from there, and then kind of decide day by day, okay, what are we going to do with these kids and these and these parents? Uh, what's the process now? And so it seems like there's no organization, there's no there's no leadership, there's everyone's confused of what to do, and it's like really. And then the, the, the what bothers me is the condition they they have these families in. It looks like have you ever been to a shelter, <laughs> animal shelter? Yes, definitely. Okay, that's what it feels like. That's what it, what I see. I see these oh kids gosh. in these like wrapped and sleeping on the floor, in these like you know a little bit thicker than what a yoga mat looks like. Yeah. You know, and then. And it looks like aluminum. I swear to God, it looks like it's it's like aluminum, like wrapping, yeah, to keep them warm. And it's not even a, not even blankets. 
Oh, and they're sleeping really? on the floors, like. And then, and then recently, I just heard that they don't—they're not letting the Red Cross come in to provide care or or, or or assistance. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So this is what's happening in this world, and all I want to say to our, you know, our listeners to the brunchers is. If you are a United States citizen, please, please vote. A lot of times, you know, in our community, people say, you know, they're just kind of at this point disappointed and kind of already gave up and say, and say, you know what? My vote doesn't count. Who gives a, excuse my language, who gives a fuck? The government is like, is screwed up. No one cares. And. Well, it's it all, is screwed up, but it, it is screwed is, up because people are not voting. I mean, exactly. What happened with, with, again, this, this, you know, number 45, Trump, that's exactly what happened there. Yeah, we had a big following, but when it came time to vote, nobody showed up. Yeah. And that, that right there is what happened, you know? Yeah. If you want change, if and if you're tired of seeing what's on what's going on in the news, and you want to advocate for those that are in need, and all these families that what they're going through, be their voice, be their voice. You know they can't speak for themselves, but if you're a U.S. citizen, you could speak for them. You know if you don't want to speak for yourself because you're just tired of the system, do it for them at least. You know at least do it for them. Yeah, the kids. The kids. Your children, your nieces, your nephews. Exactly. They're the ones who are going to inherit this, what we leave behind. Exactly. And I think we need to set an example. I think this is a good time to educate, you know, any kids you have in your family. You know, it's good to, it's good to sit down with them and show them what's going on. I know a lot of times parents don't want to show them because they're like, oh, I don't know, this might scare them or I don't want them to have nightmares or I don't want to, because honestly, it's going on. It's going on and we need, we need to, it's a teachable moment for them because they, you teach them that how to, I don't even, I can't even words to, to describe what I want, what I want to say. Um, teach them that there is something you know that that yes things are great here but they're not perfect and we still need to improve and this is areas that we need to improve on yes definitely because it's something you know of course you're not going to tell a five-year-old yeah you know people can get taken (laughs) from their mom no yeah 14 13 year old you can start to have that conversation with them exactly yes well you, you yeah go ahead as, as, as a mother, you know, you, you know, your child, so you know, your child, you know, what they're, what they're ready for. And no one else could, no one else could tell you that. So if you feel like your child would be able to understand what's going on, you know, awesome, go ahead, have us have it sit down with them. And, and, and especially, you know, with social media, a lot of times they might, you know, they might see it in YouTube, or they might see it on other, other forms, other formats, right? So um, if they come up to you and they ask you questions about it, don't try not to change the subject because honestly, that's, that doesn't help anyone. They've already been exposed and then might as well, you would be the one to, you know, clear things up for them and, 
and 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 hear what's going on from 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 you guys from the parents right yeah um, and be honest i mean use words yes. with a, as in with a lot of things um when you talk to children you you have to be honest with them um but try to use language and words that they'd understand because you're not going to talk diplomacy again to a five-year-old <laughs> no, <laughs> you're going to no. know it's because the diplomats from you know whatever weren't able to come to an agreement and blah 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 no they're not going to understand that but they might be able to understand something a bit more simple well they were coming here so they could have a good life but um i don't know how the hell you're going to explain that they <laughs> that they weren't allowed in to have a better life because why wouldn't you let them in but um but it's know, a good they're idealistic good children are idealistic yeah. And yes. you can tell them, you know, there are rules and they didn't follow the, the exact rules. And that might be why they're not being allowed in now, but they could be let in later. Um, you know, and also with the parents saying, you know what, if you really don't know why, you don't have to know everything. Yeah. You know, and you can say, well, that's a good question. Why don't you as a child write one of your politicians as well? Because children can write politicians as well. Yes. You know what? Yes. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And, um, and if you don't know what's going on and, and as a parent, you, you, you're confused yourself. Yes, because <laughs> like, I obviously am, <laughs> you know, maybe do a little bit of research <laughs> and yes. I'm just saying like, no, just, you know, just to know what's going on, because the thing is, you never know when your child might come up to you and say, especially if they're a little bit like preteens. Yeah. And let's say, you know, as it is, they're very sensitive to, you know, let's say bullying and, and, and then to, you know, a lot of stuff that's been going on in the world, they're just kind of like, oh my God, because they, they, they get their information from social media. So they're bombarded, yeah. you know, from all angles, you know, like this is happening and now this is happening, shootings in school and this and that. And you're like, what? I'm not even safe in school. So exactly. You know, it's, you know, I don't have any kids and, you know, I cannot imagine having a kid right now. Like, Jesus, it's like, there's so much going on right now. <laughs> like, you know, I would be so... honest, you mentioned the school shootings. It's one of those where I, uh, my son made a comment, something along the lines of that's stupid. And it's like, why would you go and shoot up kids? And I was like, well, you're right. It's stupid. But, you know, and he said something like, well, I, you know, I try to back up my friends and I'm all, honey, I love that you want to go there, but I'm your mom. And I don't want to hear you say that. I want your ass to run. I don't want you to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> although nobly it's very noble of him yeah but as a mom you don't want your your kids to be hurt but at the same time if he did end up protecting his friends you you couldn't do anything but be proud yeah and you know like at the same time that's what you that's the kind of you know the values you want to teach your kid is not what i told my son it's what he said you know you want him you want them to be able to stand up for for others you know not just if, if they have the means to do so that he, he should yes well, definitely and that's again where we come back to the the um teaching your kids to do what's in their means to help when they can and you do that by making sure that you know everybody realizes that these are important things even at the even at the city level you know it's important yeah. because this is where everything gets started at the city level. The, the 
you know, it's where everybody is the least interested in. But, and you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, I no, can't no. get it out of my head what you just said about having your children write to, you know, the local concert, uh council members or congressmen or, congressmen or representatives or mayors wh- whoever you know that it's uh, you know that helps pass laws or 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 policies or um if there's something if a child comes up to you and says you know that's a example with with what your son said about the school shootings and why would a kid shoot and you know maybe he could you know if you wanted to teach him how to, you know, express himself in writing and then send it to the, you know, to the congressmen or, or senators of, of the state to let them know how it's in, impacted them. Yeah. So when it comes to voting about gun laws or whatever laws need to pass with, with, with that would affect your child, at least they feel like they did something, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I know, for example, um, where as a social worker, and I, I would say like months ago, um, I worked with seniors, and so I know when there were when it was time to vote for for housing for for seniors, um, you know, they had them, you know, write letters and and call their congressman representative to let them know that you know to to you know, expand the, the funding, right, for, yeah. for senior housing. But believe it or not, there's been people, even even seniors at this point are like, nope. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, they even they feel powerless. They, they felt powerless. Like, why do this? They don't care about us. You know, we're old. We're this, we're that. But, you know, they complain and complain. But if you don't do anything about it, then you can't really complain. Exactly. So either if you do something about it, okay, great. You know, that's, you know, then you could complain all you want because you tried, you know, (laughs) you did something, you did something, but if you didn't do anything and you're just like, no, well, it doesn't matter then. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing is that it's not something that's only limited to people who are, um, citizens this is people that residents and even people who are not legally here can do is you know raise awareness number one number two you know like get out there and start educating people mm-hmm. and not everybody has the time but if you do like i said if you have the time and the means to do so you should you know there is something you can do regardless of whether you have the the ability to vote or not yeah because those 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 uh, those people could potentially turn into voters, right? Exactly. Um, and you can get other people to sign up to vote who have similar views as you. Um, you could be educating those who, for you know whatever reason, don't vote because they're lazy, don't want to do jury <laughs> duty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I, I, you know, I wanted to talk about just to, I, I wanted to vent Most definitely, because it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been bugging me. It's been really like, I've been kind of feeling a little down because of that. And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to let this get to me. But how can you not? It's like, well, you I see see that. Yeah. I mean, if they separate a couple, that's one thing, but if they're separating children from their parents, 
Come on. Yeah. So, people, please vote. <laughs> please you know, we do vote with orphanages, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Please vote. Um, and those that you know are unable to vote, doesn't matter. Like like Loca said, you can still voice, you know, voice and, and advocate for those that can't. Um, and yeah, advocate, and you know, maybe somebody who does have the ability to to vote will listen. You might. You never know. Yep. Oh my goodness, this this has been a crazy year. <laughs> oh, it's been a crazy it's, year and a half. <laughs> literally, yeah, it has actually. <laughs> well, I think about it. Year and a half. <laughs> I, I can. I don't know if I could survive another an, another another six months like this. Um, I really want to think that something positive is going to come out of this, and I want to believe that. Because I know we're, as human beings, we have to. We have to do something about it. We we can't let this go on for too long. No. No, but. No, you're right. And it's, it's sad. The children, you know, just they're kids. And I'm not, I don't know. Adults, we're different. We're older. But the children, you know. So let, let me ask you. Yeah, but let me ask you, Loka. Um, have you experienced any like discrimination or prejudice? Um, Definitely. What ha- What has been your experience? Can, if you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing, of course. No, 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 not not at all whatsoever. Um, I grew up like you, like like you, for first ten years of my life. I didn't know people spoke English, honestly. Um, I saw TV in English, and um, some of my teachers in school taught me some English. I was in one of those bilingual classes. Um, so, I, yeah, I had a basic understand. I had an understanding of English, but it was like my second language, I guess you could say, even though I was born here. Um, I moved around from very Hispanic um, neighborhoods. I moved around a lot of very Hispanic neighborhoods, like you said, mostly Mexicans, um, but usually there were, you know, other, other, um, like Salvadoreños, Guatemaltecos, you know, just different kinds of Hispanic, but all Spanish speaking. Um, but then we moved to another city, which had, um, a bigger white population. And I moved there when I was what, 10, 11 or so. And I have to say it was, it was considering that the first 10 years of my life had been one way to be thrown into a school where they had no Spanish program and just all of a sudden I have to, you know, speak and read and write English perfectly. And, you know, I was, I was very hard for me to adapt to that. Um, as I'm, you know, going through the, the grades and stuff, middle school comes along and you realize that this is the place that I lived the longest, by the way, one of the places that I've lived the longest, because I moved around a lot as a kid. And um, I was there for about five or six years. And, um, you know, middle school is where I started to notice a bit of a difference. Um, there was one school, which was the school that you wanted to get sent to because um, they had the cool you know, gym, and they had 
you know, there was like the, the smart snobby kids, which is kind of like the northern part of the city because there were, you know, it's where all the white kids lived. And then there was the crappy middle school, which is where I went, <laughs> um, which literally had barbed wire running along the top. Um, wow. Unlike that other school, there was, you know, they had all kinds of, you know, equipment and, it, you know, you just know about it because you had kids that went to your elementary that ended up going, oh, I'm going to this other school. Oh, you're so lucky. And you never saw them again until high school. <laughs> um, high school was where it really hit hit home because um, there were certain areas of the school where you couldn't go. And I didn't know this at first. Um, so when I was a freshman in high school, I went to this one bathroom because, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and yeah splashed across the wall was literally the letters KKK. What? And I was like, what the fuck, really? And you end up forming, you know, when you have that kind of an environment, you end up forming these kind of like, you know, little cliques because, you know, you're going to have all the, the nothing but Spanish speaking kids in one area. Then you have the Cholos in another you have the black people in another, the Asians in another, the white people in another. And that's how that school was. I mean, it got to the point where you had your Brown Pride Hall because not because it was so named, but because that's where all the Mexican kids hung out. Um, the, the, it was kind of split between the um, only Spanish speaking students and the Cholos and, you know, the Hispanic kids. And you ended up kind of having toward leaning towards whichever one you felt most comfortable with. And at this point, I had been in English only for some time. So I was getting along more with the English speaking kids, with them, which unfortunately were, you know, the Cholos and all of them. So, um, and, but yeah, you know, it was, it was weird because at one point I had one of my friends who would literally walk with me to different classrooms because we were scared to be by ourselves because there were actual legit, you know, freaking school-wide fights that were based on what race you were. Wow. And it was also when I realized how biased I was <laughs> in this high school. I was only, now keep in mind, I was only in this high school for two years. Um, and there was this guy and I thought he was black and I should have known better because his last name was Diaz <laughs> <laughs> but he was black and he identified as black and one day he, I was speaking Spanish to another girl and he just started joining in the conversation and I turned around I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and oh my goodness it was just one of those things where at that point I realized oh my god I really need to kind of wake up here what the hell is going on you know I had a certain idea set you know growing up with mostly Hispanic people and then you know because of this how everything was split in the city just in general and then back in you know then in high school how everything was split up you know it's just it's weird to have somebody break that norm for you, but it's kind of a good thing at the same time because it kind of causes you to realize that even though you don't think you're biased, you really are. And that, that was kind of an eye-opener for me. 
and where I started realizing, you know what, it's not just these fucking KKK motherfuckers, you know, it's also me. Why am I not going out there and talking to these other people? Why am I just sticking to what I know? You know? And that's kind of where I kind of, my eyes opened into a different world and I started talking to more, you know, I I literally at this school, I only talked to like three white people (laughs) and that was it. Um, But, you know, after this, I started talking to more black people, more white people, you know, Asian, just starting to be a little bit more open in regards to what and who I talked to. Because I was like, you know what? People can surprise you. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it was a definitely surprising thing (laughs) to think you have one view of the world and to realize things are not so. Well, at least you learned in high school. I didn't really get too much exposure to different ethnicities until I was in college. And that was definitely a shock for me because the majority of my friends and and, um, classmates were all Latinos, you know, either English or Spanish or or were bilingual. Um, And so when I started going in, when I was in college, I was, you know, I, you know, got a little of everything, you know, I was exposed to a little of everything and I was scared. I had this, like, like this fear. And like, I didn't know how to behave around these people. I was like, Oh my God, like, are they going to, you know, and this is based on what I've, what I've learned from watching TV at the time. And yeah. also I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, um, my father wasn't, you know, the nicest person, didn't like certain ethnicities, but going into specifics. And so I was taught that certain, you know, ethnicities, you know, I shouldn't trust because, because of his bad experiences, but not everyone, not everyone was like that, right? It was just his own personal experience that he, he wanted his children to also follow follow on that and I was like okay but deep down inside I knew it wasn't right yeah it was right but he did plant those seeds you know he did plant those seeds and so when I yeah go ahead just a real quick second because now that you say that you know what you're right because um you know certain family members do have those kind of views in my family um fortunately I was, I think I was only able to catch myself because my dad happens to be, well, came from the hippie generation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was just one of those, like, he'll be friends with anybody. So he had black friends. So it wasn't a strange thing for me to see or hear about, but it was strange for me to live in it only because I had never experienced it to that point. But you know what? You're right. A lot of times we get exposed to these things unwittingly through television and family members yep anyway go on <laughs> no no and, and it, it, you see and when I was in college you know I had classmates who were you know black Asian white you know middle eastern love everything right and yeah. I was so scared to interact with them I was so scared I didn't I didn't know how what they, they since I had these thoughts about them I thought they, I assume they had the same thoughts about me. Yeah. You know, this, you know, these, um, these ideas of how, what they thought 
you know Mexicans were like yeah. and and so I'm like wow if they think if they thought that about me then then you know maybe I should think the same about them but deep down inside I was like no 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 like that's not right you know it's not right to think that way and it's why like why am I afraid first of all you know like the, let me I need to get past this I need I, I can't live the way my father did so I need to deal with this and so when we <laughs> when we would have assignments and we would have to you know get into teams and 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 work on group projects I purposely would try to join the the group that had the the, the most diverse group just because I need to I need to face this yeah you know and I learned so much you know, being exposed to different ethnicities, I started little by little exploring, you know, their, the culture, you know, their foods, you know, their, um, you know, you know, things that I wasn't exposed to before. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. And I was like, what the hell, why was I afraid? This is so cool to learn about these, you know, people's, you know, cultures and, and, and their music and their foods and, and everything that comes with it, you know, I was like, why am I afraid of that? You know, why am I afraid of that? And so I think that's why I feel now that I have nieces and nephews. Whenever I get a chance to hang out with them, I was like, oh, we're going to do this. I want to expose them to different cultures. I want to expose them to different people. I don't want them to get, I don't want to be like me, isolated, scared of the unknown, you know, or, or, I was like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to eat. I remember when I took my nieces and nephews to try um, Lebanese food, right? Oh. Yeah. They were like, oh, auntie, um, what is this? Like, where is this from? And I go, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of gave them a brief description of, you know, Lebanese food and, and the culture. And they were like, oh, that's interesting. I've never had this before. And so, you know, I... It's, it was exciting to exciting to them, you know, like, this is yeah. something different. And so they tried the food and they were like, that's so cool. It's so good. And so now they're like, what else are we going to try, auntie? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, where, where else are you going to take us? You know, like they're now more open to it. You know, they, before they weren't, they were scared. Yeah. Not, not because my brother or my sister-in-law didn't want, it's even, it's because they, weren't even open to it you know they were afraid they're you know accustomed to the same foods and the same you know the same cultures and 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 I was like no you guys you need to take them out and take them to cultural events you know and Mm -hmm. and expose them to stuff and they're like yeah well it's so hard because we don't know and and I was like no come on with social media with the internet you just google stuff like (laughs) you're like what's going you know what's what's going on over here and what's going on over there and just kind of just just go and try it out don't be scared and so that's why i make it a trip when they're with me we try all kinds of stuff they've tried thai food lebanese greek um armenian Indian. you know you know japanese like a little of everything you know um, yeah. and they love it. They love it because they know their auntie is going to take them somewhere different, yeah. you know? And, and, and I, I don't want them to be like, I don't want them to be scared of the, of, of things they don't know. And, um, and it's so cool because I have my niece who is so smart 
like she goes into a restaurant and she is so sociable like she'll ask the waiter like oh you know are you from there and and like what else can you tell me about that place you know where you're from and I was like oh my god <laughs> and like and she's 13 years old I couldn't do that when even when I was in college so curious and it's good to be curious I mean it's good to open up I mean me and you both grew up from a semi-closed world you know even though we were living here in the U.S. we were living in primarily Hispanic cities because even after I moved out of that school where there was a, a bigger white population I moved back to predominantly Hispanic area and it was you know and it is hard to get out there because it's so different and you know exposing the children to bigger to the world is not exactly. a bad thing expose them to different cultures expose them to different foods and ethnicities and religions and beliefs and you know it makes them more i think it makes them a little bit more understanding of others you know and you pretty much summed it up <laughs> You pretty much summed it up. And to our listeners, to other branchers, you know, we would love to hear about your story. You know, if you have any stories to share, um, go ahead and send us an email to Hump, hump Day Brunch. Day. Yes, I can't even think because I'm kind of like. You still, the, yeah. Yeah, it's, yes, Hump Day Brunch podcast. Um, I'm sorry, no, Hump Day Brunch at gmail.com. We also have a uh, a Facebook page if you would like to follow us or like our page same thing it's hump day brunch and then we also have a Twitter also it's well, hump day brunch now, right? yeah yeah it's and so um, you know please follow us on on that we also have Instagram hump day brunch uh, podcast uh, and uh, that's where we, we would make our announcements whenever we, you know, have a, a episode that's um, uploaded uh, to Anchor app and all the different platforms. Um, but yes, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I feel today it kind of kind of drained me. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's, it's it a kinda... difficult topic because, you know, like I said, I have been ignoring it on purpose. And it's, it, you know, now that you're telling me, I didn't know all of this is going on. And I, I should know that this is going on. And so, like you said earlier, I think we should definitely explore the different ethnicities and cultures that are, you know, in our country. And, and don't be afraid, you know, just because we don't know, you know, their beliefs, their religion, um, doesn't mean we should be afraid of them. You know, we, it, we should take that opportunity to, you know, talk to them, you know, get to know their culture, their beliefs. Um, I think it'll, it'll make us a, a better human, human being and, and, and understanding of, of where people come from and, and why they believe the way they believe. I think it only, you know, makes it a bigger, a better place for us, you know, for, yeah. for us to... Um, so thank you so much, Loka. You're welcome. Thank for sharing you. your experiences and, and for letting me vent. <laughs> thank you for updating me. Like I said, I didn't even know this was going on. 
All right, Brenchers. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you have any comments, you want to send us a voicemail through the Anchor app, please do. We would love to hear your stories or your experiences. Um, if you want to stay anonymously, please uh, let us know. Uh, we totally respect that. But we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Oh, yeah. One last thing. If they want to send us a little thing, you know, maybe meals that they would try, you know, from different cultures, I wouldn't mind that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You just brought a big old smile to my face. Yes. If you want to send us, like, recipes of your favorite dishes from your culture, please do. We would love, love, we would love to try them. Recipes, um, and- restaurants. Uh, yes re- yes restaurants that you would like us to explore we'll definitely would do that um oh my god yes that's a great idea yes this challenge our listeners <laughs> <laughs> definitely they can go ahead and send us you know favorite restaurants favorite recipes we'll try to make them and you know and and, just- and, and- and share right yeah <laughs> we make right. them and share we'll take pictures of what we eat and and we'll give our honest opinions. I'll, I'll be honest right now. I'm like the one and only Mexican who does cannot eat chile. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, sister. You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's like, oh, no chile. What? No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, so like, like I said, I'll give anything a shot. Even if it's hot, I'll try it once. Um, and I think it would be a definitely a good experience for us. And we can go ahead and post up those those. Um, those um, those recommendations so that others have access to them as well. Yes. And, you know, we can be exposing each other to different cultures. And just to let you know, um, if you're located in the Los Angeles area or LA County, Orange County, surrounding counties. San Bernardino. Uh, yes, San Bernardino County. If you have places you want to recommend restaurants, please let us know and uh, Loke and I will both go check it out and, and you know, try those dishes and see. And uh, maybe we could record an episode right after that, right? Yeah, definitely. Woo, that's so exciting. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love to try new foods. That's a great idea. Thank you so much, Loka, for that. Yeah, no and, but hopefully, let's see what happens. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. And uh, the next topic, I, I promise, won't be this depressing. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, it will be um, food related. (laughs) That that puts a smile on my face. (laughs) We're Hispanic. We'll put Vicks on it and be happy. Yes, right? (laughs) Talk about stereotypes, man. No, okay. (laughs) All right, look. Well, thank you so much, Brunchers, for listening. Have a good night. Good night, Brunchers. We loves you. Loves you.